Hello and welcome to episode 12 of Let's Talk Tactics. I'm your host, Zach Burrell. And I'm Luck. And we have a very special guest this week. Uh, this is Raphalos. How are you doing, sir? Great. He was the number one player in class match uh, this past time. Very, <laughs> very impressive. Uh, that was insane. Uh, you held it for a long portion of time, too, right? Like, I feel like it was like maybe three days in and then you were just there the whole time. No, I think I was second and I only got to first on the last two days. Before really? that, it was always okay. Frey. Yes. Oh, Frey was there. Yeah, right, right, right. Frey, okay. Yes. I forgot yeah. you two were kind of yeah. going between it. Nice. Well, uh, let's learn a little bit about you first before we start talking about the class match. Uh, sort of tell us about you know your Final Fantasy background, if you played other games before, how you got into this game, and then like sort of when you knew PvP was going to be like your thing. Uh, for me, the only other FF game that I played was FFT. And other than that, I played stuff like Fire Emblem, Tactics Ogre, basically things that are like the grid style. I've never mm-hmm. actually touched the other Final Fantasy tactics. Okay. So, uh, yeah. Uh, for me, I don't really have games for like the past five years. Because like over here in Asia, stud- I'm a student and studying is a pretty big thing. But because of COVID, like school was cancelled and suddenly I had this bump of free time. And that's how <laughs> gotcha. I got into the game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, apart from that, I guess live PvP, I started off mainly by losing a lot. So like when I yeah. got introduced to this thing, I was a free to play and it was like 79 set against 99 whales and it kind of got me annoyed, you know. So mm-hmm. that was how I slowly started thinking about how to play and after many months, I was just here, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go. Uh, now, do you play your like five matches every day? Like your, uh, the ones for medals or, or do you play the more than uh, five or less than five? There was a point where I played like 20, 30 games a day, that kind of a thing. But I guess once I hit this past month or so, it's been just the five games. Like ever since we started getting auto in life, it hasn't been that fun, I guess. It's mainly been matching people who are playing auto and it's kind of just get your five games through. Right. You're literally fighting bots. Yeah, it's not not nearly as enjoyable for me either. I um. I, I try to play a lot of games when I'm, like, streaming just to, like, get games in, show people builds and stuff. But, like, I mess around so much. I don't use, like, my Tier 1 team because it's just not fun. So, like, I'll test a lot of, like, random stuff. But, yeah, I've not really enjoyed it since Auto came out. Like, I enjoy the format, but not, like, the actual, like, the the random matches just aren't a thing. That's why I love doing, like, friendlies in the Discord, uh, getting people to, like, join or, like, hey, who's online? Like, come fight on stream or whatever <laughs> and, like, do, like, Expedition or, uh, not Expedition, Jesus. Uh, yep. Exhibition matches. There we go. <laughs> One of those words. Um, yeah, that's pretty cool. So, are you? What What would you call yourself in terms of like a like a free to play minnow whale? Like, where Where are you on that scale? To be honest, considering the fact that I don't have a job, I think I'm pretty much a whale. Like, I think I hit R eight during Black Friday, so that's oh, okay. about a gauge, I guess. Yeah. You're you're a baby whale. <laughs> you're not like crazy <laughs> up there, but yeah, you're, it's up there. No, a lot of people will say Royal Rank Eight is kind of like the checkpoint to like being whale status. <laughs> you get the two times, and yeah, um, okay, it's not too bad though. Like, there's a lot of people that think you have to be like Royal Rank Twelve and spending all the money in like your bank account to do well in PvP. So, <laughs> um, obviously, we reference Vinny a lot, Vinny Valiant, who like is this ridiculous like top twenty player who is like free to play and just destroys everybody. <laughs> But, um, all right, so what team did you primarily play in the class match, or did you switch around a lot, use the same team? Uh, I used the same team, but I switched my vision cards, like, almost every day. So it was mainly Ryu, Agress, and Phobie. 
Okay. So, yeah. I guess the idea was having two guys who could take gunner damage mainly. Like, I think it took at least three hits for either Frederica or Lucia to actually kill either one of them. Mm-hmm. And Phoebe is just your standard time mage. I guess one of the things that changed throughout as I progressed was changing Phoebe from white mage to time mage suck. Because, honestly, the full life didn't really matter. Most of the times when one of them yeah. died, the match was kind of over already, regardless of whether or not you had the full life. So having this haste over full life made a difference, which helped me win a lot of matches that I lost in the past few days. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. Apart also, from so- that, I felt like... Uh, one more thing I'd like to say is actually the variance. Like, a lot of people actually talked about Frederica being important, but whenever I went cleansing the mind on missile resistance, I really didn't meet them. Yeah, it was that kind of thing. So I felt like all-round mitigations like Odin or Slash Attack Up was actually more important than getting that missile resist in. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Now you said it was you said Agrius, right? And uh, Ryrie. Yes. Yeah. So yes. something cool about that team that uh, if you think about it, you also are fifty percent resistant to charm with both of those units. Did you ever run across yes. any Ziza or Quicken stuff like that, like cheese combos? Um, I think I met one Ziza, but kind of just considered after he saw my team. So we never <laughs> actually got into the game. Yeah. Yeah. Makes <laughs> sense. <laughs> Yeah, because uh, I, I find myself, we have a, um, we'll talk about this a little later about the tournament coming up, but like a consider a real consideration for my team is like Ryu. I love him as a unit, but like there's a couple other ones I might rather have. But the fact that he can't be charmed and like I could see people trying to cheese it like uh, at least one round in the tournament uh, with like a quick and Ziza combo. I'm like, hmm, maybe I want to uh, use him anyway, just because, just purely because of the charm resist. Um, now... Okay, so what would you say is like a team? Did you were there any comps you like struggled against a lot, or was everyone just kind of like a a skill base? Like you could win, could lose, but it was like fifty fifty every time. Uh, I guess one of the mentions would be evasion because my whole comp does not really run sure hits. But one of the things that I actually ran was uh, Yama TMR on Ryu. Oh. So yeah, it gives you three turns of sixty accuracy. So that's like kind of my only way to deal with them. I have to like bait them in, make sure that they're all stacked together so I can hazard slash the whole team before the TMR runs away. But so usually what, that's what did you put on, on Ryu? The Yerma TMR. Uh, Yerma. Oh, okay. Yeah, the, the belt, yeah. the like accuracy and something else, but the accuracy yes. is the important part. <laughs> yeah, and it was kind of hard actually because for me to one hit, I need to drain evocation into hazard slash. So you have to TMR and then you have to drain and then you have to hit them. It was a three-turn combo, which might have had some issues. But I think I didn't need much evade, mainly because there were Gunners and Kill Phase in the meta. So it was a very rare matchup for me. Yeah, I I saw some... Actually, no, I guess I saw a lot of evade. I'd say maybe 20 to 30% of my matches were probably evade. Uh, or Or at least some, like combination of like what we call like pseudo or like casual evade where they have evade cards but may not like full evade units and it's just annoying to hit them rather than impossible um ryu is kind of accurate though because i'm assuming you use the spirit and accuracy uh passive right yes but if they are on full evade if they're on full evade with shadow cast it's kind of still like 10 percent chance to hit yeah yeah but but pre-buff though it's not bad yes but one of the things I felt was that, at least when I played in the first time slot, it was a very a time slot where people try hard, but people are mainly like free to play on minnows, that kind of a thing. I rarely saw like 
full max UR VCs, that kind of a thing. I saw frets, but they had like Curry VC or a two-star fret stream, that kind of a thing. There wasn't really any MLB VCs or like really evade whales, that kind of a thing. So it was right. more manageable in a sense. Wake up early and play. <laughs> All I saw for the very rarely, I'd say maybe one in every seven or eight matches, I played a match that wasn't like everything maxed out. Like people like maxed out vision cards and full setups and just bruisery matchups so for most of the actually for all but maybe three or four of my matches i played agrius Killfay, and halloween leela which ended up being kind of like the team of the class match to be honest like i saw that everywhere um or at least some variant of like Killfay, agrius and your zombie mask healer support character uh, sometimes Kilfay would be switched with like Lastwell or Agris would be switched with Lastwell, but like for the most part, it was, it was those three I saw. I played that mirror, well, let's see, 40 matches. I probably played him 20 to 25 times. Like just like some variation of that team. It was ridiculous. Now luck, uh, I know we haven't talked <laughs> too <laughs> much, <fine>. my bad. <laughs> um, so what was your general, I know we started talking about a little bit, um, previously, but, uh, what was kind of your experience on the later half of this class match and did you switch your team at all i don't think you did but well so i so uh when we spoke spoke like two weeks ago i said i i started switching my team which i shouldn't have actually uh so i was initially started to use glashala and uh halloween lila and uh a shell so i started seeing so many federicas that i switched my team around to use halloween rairu instead of uh, uh glashala because that can deal with federica right but i found that See, I don't know. I mean, um, I, I think you you did the same thing last class match where you switched your units around. Instead, I sh- what I should have done is like just change my strategy, change my cards around because I'm already used to playing, uh, you know, certain games with this team. And yeah. switching switching it around now, I have to like kind of relearn everything, and I started losing a lot again. So I went back to using three that I started with and just started looking at like different ideas, different cards, different, you know, just different tactics. And I started winning a lot more. So I'm like, I should have just done this. <laughs> I saw some juicy screenshots from you where you were doing like a Glacella jump on three gunners or something, or like double gunners, and they're just all dead. <laughs> no, it was uh, Halloween Leela. So oh, is because, that what it was? Okay. Yeah, uh, because I know Glacella cannot hit. Um, she, can, she can probably kill uh, Lucia, but even with all her buffs, she cannot one hit Frederica. She needs like store to two hit Federica, but she cannot one hit her. That's crazy because yeah. yeah, like yeah, you get the elemental disadvantage, but like there's she, she also still has still hits spear. like a truck. She also has spear resistance too. I think like ten or fifteen percent. Oh, okay. So that, that adds up, and uh, and then she also has like another ten percent from the water resist, right? So it's like twenty five percent, ten percent, and another ten percent. Wait, so, Raph, were you about to say something? No. I was- Oh, okay, it looked like you were like like <laughs> trying to find no. a way in. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> so I make sure. <laughs> um, um, yeah, let's continue. Yeah, so that's so I like before I, I was like okay, Glacial is my main girl. She needs to go in and like kill people because my my team is very offensive, uh, offensive based. So when I whenever I started seeing these double gunners, instead I just started like um, messing around with Leela. So I gave her her own TMR. I max that TMR. That's my second TMR. That's max. So she has plus eighty magic. Second she one? Was... Noob. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so she can one hit she can one hit all, any any gunner I've ever met. I've I've never one shot someone. Uh, I mean unless reflex then you can't do anything. But sure, sure. You know. Usually I whenever so after I started using the strategy, the only time I lost to a gunner or double gunner is if I got reflex. Otherwise I usually just beat them. 
So you won 84 to 86% of your matches against them. Pretty much. <laughs> Approximately. Give or, give or take some bravery rounding. <laughs> um, interesting. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, something just talking about switching teams. I There was on day... I think it was day two... I switched to a double quick and comp, like just because I, I was streaming and I just lost a match. And I was pissed off. I'm like, you know what? We're just going to do these last matches with double quick and see what happens. I got destroyed. Uh, the first match was against uh, Evade and I sharp shot them all day. It was Frederico with uh, Shell and I think Miranda was the comp. And like I ran out of sharpshoots. Like Venera died, got revived by Little Leela, died again. Then Little Leela could like I just didn't have enough for them. The accuracy wasn't enough. And then Miranda's sitting there with a zero percent chance to hit everything. <laughs> so just, it was a bad time. So I'm like, all right, I'm just gonna go back to my tried and true Bruiser team and uh, use them for the rest of the time. And yeah, uh, I think the next day was my first five zero, and then days three, four, and five, I went five zero all three days. Um, and I was able to jump up. That's when I hit uh, Diamond finally because I I only hit Plat last time. And uh, so that was super exciting for me. Um, but there, there, I've, I've come up with a term maybe three or four days into it after facing so many Agrius mirrors. Uh, it's called the Agrius Gambit. So the idea is that both Agriuses gain a bunch of AP. Usually they have bells and they walk in the middle. Now the first Agrius to walk up has to think about if they're going to get LB'd. The second Agrius has to walk up and think, is it worth it to LB on the... I'm sorry. The first person to walk up gets to have the uh, initiative. The second one walks up and is like, do I want to get LB'd? And they're like, usually, yes, they'll stand there. But there's nobody else behind them. It's just them. So then it goes to the first Agrius. Now they have to decide, do I LB or do I wait for later? And then you, you play this game, like a little standoff, like who's going to drop that limit break first? And in like nine out of 10 games, whoever does it first loses the game. Like <laughs> it's like this game of like th this game of uh, what's is it chicken is what it's called or like where you're like staring down somebody and like whoever blinks first kind of thing. Um, did you kind of experience that too, Raf? Um, I felt like I was the one who elbit first most of really? the times actually. <laughs> yes, like I think I would just turn one bells and turn two, just shoot him with the LB already. Even okay. if it was just a single aggress, like. For me, it didn't really matter because my aggress was hasted. So if his mm -hmm. aggress came in front, my Ryu would kill him immediately. Because yeah. green evoke plus hazard slash, you can get through the, the spirit resist and the, you clear spirit and you clear slash, it was going to die. If it went backwards, like the confused aggress would go backwards to hit his Kyufei or Ayaka or whatever, mm -hmm. then that would mean I would have three units together for me to use like Hello Bot and hit all three. So it was still pretty valuable for me. Gotcha, but okay. said that, I did have phobia to do quickens and haste, which allowed me to be a lot more aggressive than other bruiser comps. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, um, obviously I don't mean it directly as like you lost, but like the most of my games came down to purely positioning in the first like ten or turns or so of just like around the LB, and then whenever someone would like walk up and just instantly do, it, I'm like, all right, cool, we got it, because then I'd be able to save mine for when we're actually fighting and then they forget about it and then you just let it go and hit two or three people and then the game's just over at that point. Kilfa gets to walk up, Leela gets to walk up and they get to AoE everybody down. Um, and a lot of it too had to do with like paying attention to whoever you hit with, like if you hit that Agrius, does she go next? Or does Leela get to walk up behind her whacker and then now you get LB'd? And it's like that game was a huge like mini game that you had to play with those those mirrors. 
Um, it, I, I just joke about it being the angriest gambit. I was just like, this, this is the term it's going to be. And I just got done watching the, uh, the Queen's Gambit on Netflix and like watching chess videos and stuff. So I'm like, <laughs> seems like a good term. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Agrius is one heck of a unit. And we talked about this a little bit last time. Uh, but the fact that, uh, do you follow uh, JP much, Raph? Yes, the, of course, yes. So the fact that we don't have Luartha, who has like ice killer and missile damage and really high attack and some other piercings and stuff. And there's no summer Katone who are both fire units that were, I, I don't think Luartha was played that much in JP, but I think she would have been in global. Uh, but summer Katone was used in many, many matches and many top comps from what I saw. Um, do you think that had as big of an impact as some people are saying it did on the fact that Agrius was just everywhere for this class match? I felt the fire gunner, no, because one thing is that she didn't really have an archer sub, so line of sight was still really important. Mm. For her to hit, she would have to like risk getting within Agrius' confusion, and she That's had no true. reflex, which would be have a big problem. Like, oh, Kiton, yeah, okay. Yeah. Kiton, I'm really not sure. That one, I haven't really looked at her kit, but I think, yes, she would definitely have impacted her, the Agrius matchup. So Summer Katone has subjob Rune Knight. So she gets to be a fire element that does Ryu damage with like that this this hazard slash. So she just melted through Agrius's from what I saw. Assuming the Agrius wasn't super like spirit built and super slash resistant or something. Um but her LB uh is the sleep LB. So you know how uh Ryu has poison, Agrius has confuse, Katone has stop, uh whether that's sixty seven percent uh Summer Katone had a AoE sleep, so it was like a uh, like a one AoE plus sign sleep, and that would just destroy people. Like they, she'd run up because uh, she had ninja sub job, and she also had the she had some ability in her main job that gave her more movement, so she could move like five and just like hit sleep your backline and then kill your Agrius and then finish the rest of your backline later. Um, I think not having her did change the meta a lot for us, but at the same time. So did having the Halloween units. Like, how many games, uh, we'll start with Raph, would you say that you didn't see the zombie mask on at least one unit? Basically only Gunners. I think apart from Gunners, <laughs> most Blizzard comms ran either Ryu or his TMR. Right. And I think it was important because like some Ryu was on his TM on his own TMR and Immortal Spirit. So thinking about those, keeping track of those killings was really important. And then Locke, how many times did you see somebody not use it? Uh roughly. Yeah, not, um, not often. Not very very <laughs> few times. Only only gunners again. Like it's yeah, just a gunner. Exactly. Yeah, and I only faced Gunners a couple times total, so I would also say that rarely. Like every single time I saw a Leela every time I saw like an Ayaka and then if I didn't see, so say turn, uh, I think there was one game where my opponent was in the back, they're doing their buffs and they got to the healer's turn. I'm like, there comes zombie. And she did like, she like charged something. I'm like, okay. She casts like protect. I'm like, okay. Turn two, she walks up and she does Ayaka TMR. I was like, game over. All right, cool. <laughs> I'm like, run in. And then snipe, like I hit her with like a uh, Leela AOE and then Agrius like LB through the wall. I'm like, I don't care. I'm like, just get her off the board. <laughs> I don't have to worry about this. Cause man, that, that TMR is so insane. And it, it kind of sucks though. Like if you think about the fact that it's Leela with the zombie TMR, that that's how many people got both of those units maxed 
during the, during that period. It's like that must be one of the besides tactics. I'll bet that's one of the more successful banners for people. It seems like yeah, maybe it's just limited banners in general. Now that I think about it, but so many people got both of them, and it's so insane. And like everybody, yeah, like I said, in the top matches had it. I think I actually saw it once or twice. Uh, as my friend was playing, uh, he this was his first class match, so he had to start in bronze and work his way up. He ended up, I think he was in promos for plat at the end, which is pretty cool. Um, he started during Halloween, so, uh, he saw a wall <laughs> using it. He saw an Agrius using it and just like these tanks and just really annoying. That TMR, I think has definitely changed kind of the face of PVP and global. Um, but getting away from, you know, talk about the same stuff over and over, uh, Raph, what would you say, um, looking into, so we, we don't know for a fact the CM3 rules, but we kind of have an idea of the rules. Um, what are you kind of looking at for team comps going into that? Um, Since you use Phoebe say, in this one, right? So you can't like use the same clicker yeah. team. I would say definitely Dragoons because I was looking at jumps actually like, because if you can't quicken, an idea would be to send in like Victoria or Kane and jump onto an empty air. So if your jump lands after the gunners, then technically they can't really sharpshoot you either. Mm-hmm. It kind of provides protection. For, that was the plan I was thinking for. But apart from that, I guess, I, want, I think Kane's TMI really changes things for this. Like having that plus yeah. one movement plus haste really allows you to engage gunners, especially when your guy has like two or three jumps. Yeah. So I'm not really sure how many gunners would really be there, especially since we have so many Kane's. So I might prepare some empty peers or like, but I think I wouldn't really mind having, like, I would, I would think that there wouldn't be that many mages. So I would give, I might give up Agrius as an empty mage counter. Okay. Yeah. That's interesting. Okay. Yeah, I, I wasn't going to get into CM3, but now I'm kind of like thinking about it. <laughs> um, and then Locke, what about you? I know you just put out a video actually talking yeah. about sort of what you're thinking. So I, I mean, like, I, I think gunners are probably very effective still. Um, I, I, tried playing against uh, Lazarus, actually, uh, who's been on this podcast before for our viewers. Um, he played double gunners, you know, Federica and Lucia, and he played Agrius. So I tried, you know, using a Kane comp. So I, I used Kane, Glacella, and uh, Halloween Leela. And the reason I, I still kept Glacella, even though I knew he was going to play double gunners, is because I, I kind of wanted, like, an all-around comp. Like, if I was to play evade teams, I, I needed a solution, right? Right. So... I, I tried that, and I was able to... I, I think I would have won, if not for Agrius. Agrius was the <laughs> one that was... It's because, like, my, my cane could go up and, you know, get close enough to be able to decimate the team, but Agrius would use Confusion. And by the time I figured out how to resolve that, my Halloween Leela or my Glacial or somebody would be dead. And it, it, was, it was very difficult. So what I did, I, I said, hey, you know, let's play again. And this time I used Victora with Kane's TMR. And the double gunners, there's no spot they can hide. Like, I can literally get them at turn two. Uh, so she basically has, you know, move five and jump jump four. And her horizontal jump is another five. So that's like she 10 range. She floats across the map. Like a torpedo. And she'll definitely go first on the next turn, regardless of her speed, because she has haste on herself, right? And this haste is actually even more powerful than the haste spell. Because the haste spell only gives you 42%. This gives you 50 you can double check that if you want. <laughs> Wapi Calc says 42. Yes. Oh, yeah? 
Yeah. Oh, you mean on the TMR it says 42? Yeah, it says 42. Oh, okay. Because it, it does, it grants like the status haste. Yeah. And I think the haste is predefined uh, as what it is, like based on level 1 to 20. So I think I would have to imagine it's still 42. Okay, I was going to blow what... my mind though. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I I thought I saw fifty somewhere, so that's why I was like, oh wow, that okay, but it might be forty two. I don't know where I saw it, so I'll have to go double check that somewhere. Um, but yeah, if we find it, we'll we'll put that in the comments too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I thought that was so that that was a, one strategy, and I and I told the guy, I'm like, okay, let's play another game, and I'm like, now you know what I'm gonna do. Try to like avoid it, or try to like gun down my victor. I'll see what you can do. Um, and I'm like, I'm still gonna play Glashala, see if you can gun her down. And there was nothing he could do; like he could not one shot my Glashala. Even mm-hmm. if you played somebody else to one shot my Glashala or I don't know something, uh, like I'm like this is what I would have done. And he's like, yeah, the, it's very hard unless if he gets reflexed. Or, sorry, unless I get reflexed, it's very hard for him to have won that matchup. Yeah. So that's one thing I'm thinking. Something else I'm thinking actually is Rosa, just because of that uh, confusion resist and all that other stop resist and all that other uh, stuff that that she has on her skill. Yeah, she has. Uh, oh, you're saying for the the skill? Okay, I was gonna say yeah, because she has a uh, charm and disable innately. But yeah, she can get all the other ones from her ability and give it to other people too. So yeah. if I if I have to face uh, like you know double guns to Agrius, that's one way of countering that, right? But it's mm-hmm. just like random ideas I have going around. I don't I don't know yet. I so, might end up playing double gunners. I hope I don't. But... So <laughs> perfect segue into the next topic, which is uh, actually, I guess, uh, before, do either of you have any thoughts you want to add about uh, class match, uh, talking about your strategies or things you're thinking about? Um, I guess for me, when it comes to double gunners, I was thinking a good, interesting third unit might be Ziza. Because like what Locke said, Aggress is used mainly to prevent people from getting in fast and like engaging and killing your gunners. So having Ziza there to charm Victor- Victoria, which might actually help. And I think the only charm resist you need are like Stern, Runestern, Runestern, Ryu, and Aggress. And they kind of all have one jump, which means it might take them some time to get to your gunners. And those that are able to engage you quickly generally can get charmed. So it might be a better solution compared to aggress but again i've never tested i don't really play gunners i can maybe say that or i can see that uh rosa also has it uh immunity charm um i'm thinking if there's any other units now that you say that is how it resistant i feel like how it's resistant to charm yeah, oh 10 percent yeah it's not the full <laughs> but okay that's interesting um all right yeah so Final Fantasy four units. Uh, we'll we'll start with uh what I think is probably the simplest one, which is Kane. Do we think he's good? Do we think he's bad? Obviously, I think we're all gonna agree he's pretty good, but we're gonna talk about why. Uh, Locke, I, you just mentioned having his TMR, so obviously you're using him. Uh, what what have you thought of him so far in PvP? I think he's a beast. He can um <laughs> he he just has so much attack. He he will. I mean, I I think. I think like the majority of his power comes from the demon wall card though, the VC, because that adds forty uh, pierce attack to him, and thirty percent attack. Uh, so the forty actually it's forty five. So the forty forty five comes from uh, twenty bestowed effect, uh, twenty five party effect, and he gets an additional thirty percent attack from the VC. So it's like crazy stats just from that one card for right. him, right? So you can. Um, so I've actually started running him as a defensive uh, with a defensive esper. I've used uh, what's the one? Um, 
the missile resistant Esper. I forgot the name. Death Machine. Death Machine. Yes, Death Machine is the one I've been using. So because that also gives me 15 uh, defense uh, when you use a Sentinel that, you know, it's 15 plus 45, so 60. Um, and uh, in, in my opinion, I was like, he already has a lot of attack. So let me just try using this and see what happens. And I haven't... Wait, yeah, hold up. Locke is using a defensive Esper and using like <laughs> a defensive... Ca what? No. <laughs> Yeah, he does his job. He still one shots like everyone. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, now that you say that, I actually hadn't thought about that. How Demon Wall kind of is like two vision cards in one for him as your like sort of dedicated DPS, such that you can afford to put other hybridized cards on him. Because like instead of using say Ifrit for fifteen Pierce, he gets forty five from this card. So you can just like forego that and yeah, go tanky. I actually like that a lot. That made kind. All right, I'm going to go Death Machine next time. How <laughs> do you say that? Because I, I was getting... Uh, I just pulled Titan, uh, so I pumped a bunch of Earth Magicite to him, and I was going to get him up, but that almost sounds better. What do you think of the Titan build, though? People have talked about doing the 15 Spirit to kind of mitigate his weakness to magic. Um, I, I think that could also work. And, I With mean, Sentinel, also, anyway. Yeah, it's it's good that because it's it's a 15%... Uh, sorry, 15 Spirit, which and, and Sentinel increases that by another 45, so that's that's a lot. But... At the same time, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, so right now I actually got his um, resonance fully, like level ten to Odin. His biggest well, weakness a, is as you do, right? <laughs> Every, oh, yeah. Everybody's but like that, one of the first espers is Odin. <laughs> well, for me, it was a third. <laughs> but, um, and the reason for that is actually because his speed, his speed is his speed is just so low, right? Um, you can use this TMR to kind of uh, negate that. But uh, in, in a lot of matches, I, I never get to actually use this DMR because he has to use Immortal Spirit first. Um, and then the second turn, usually somebody's in range for him to attack. So it, it's like I'm taking a turn off. I, I don't know. I mean, I'm still testing things out. Uh, but if I, if I use this TMR and his 25% uh, agility buff, that's, you know, he's pretty fast then. But you That's need true. To... He has the built-in steroid, like in his main job, which is insane. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, I, I just have to figure out what i want to do but you know using odin is interesting too i think i can one shot a lot of walls with that with odin because that's another 25 right another true, 25 true. man eater and uh 30 attack from so it's mm. like an it's, elemental it's advantage and yeah <laughs> now uh raf what about you i was actually building him on odin too but i think i'll be specking my odin on like 15 slash resist and 15 missile resist to give him like the, the same amount of tankiness with higher agility Makes sense, I think, yeah. yeah. But I do think that agility is one of his main weaknesses because as Boozer comes, I think if not for Agrius, who has like, I think, 69 agility after her passes, right? Yeah, Without she has that, stupid amounts be, of agility. Yeah, she's really the only one that's viable because with Boozers, you really need to get close to be able to hit those gunners and other slower uh, Boozers really have issues with that. I think at least for like, Class match three, there were some games I lost where Ryu just couldn't get to the gunners before they killed him. It didn't matter how many hits, but if they were taking two turns for every one that you took, you would, there's kind of no point to his defense in a sense. Yeah, I yeah. get that. Yeah, I'm looking at his agility. He actually has 53 base, which is like Medina speed, but he doesn't have the agility passives to like back it up. So yeah, that makes sense. He only has uh four. It looks like on his um like his board so yeah he ends up at 57 after everything which is not that fast so okay that's interesting i haven't actually used him yet i just uh i f i just max limit broke him this morning um and i haven't really i've he's just been on like my auto party like doing the ticket farming and stuff for the boss 
um i'll really kind of get a feel for him well maybe tonight and but this weekend i'm going to do a lot of the boss farming so uh, i should hopefully finish all of that this weekend but anyway i haven't really felt him in pvp yet i fought him though and he definitely was brutal uh that whole uh what's it called like the blood spear whatever that is that like sucks the health out I completely didn't plan around that, and he he killed my Agrius, who was on like two HP. I was just using it as like a, a wall to like block off for my Rosa, and he just went heal three K. I was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, uh oh, this isn't gonna be good, and I ended up losing that match. It sucked. <laughs> yeah, he seems really I good. That, yeah, I think that he's great, but really, other than his jump, everything else is like two range, three range, that kind of a thing. So. Along with his agility issues, he does have some like smaller range, which means he really needs to get close, which mm -hmm. kind of is something that you can play around. That's true, yeah. And, and everything's in a line too, except for like his dragon yes. raid, which is the jump. Uh, so if you like do the whole diagonal thing, it's like fighting against uh, what's like Fryavia, which only has like a range of two or one, but like she's got a lot yeah. of line stuff. And then who's the other one? Um, I guess maybe Glacella sort of has issues but she also has other ones that aren't so i'm trying to think of I, I there's another unit that has that but yeah positioning around the lines definitely could be uh, a way to fight him uh like on like on the normal manual map the pillars i could see a lot of play around those like just messing with his positioning um have you seen the like three person brain piercer yet where he does like the giant cross I've not run into it. <laughs> I'm, saying, I'm waiting for it. I'm waiting to see it where it just like hits everybody perfectly. It's just like this beautiful like art <laughs> like, <laughs> shape of hitting everybody. He probably won't hit the confused because um, you guys are, I'm assuming, keeping him at just like 50 faith. I am, yeah. I have him at 70, but that's because of Guild War. When it comes to classmates, I'll probably drop him down to 50. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I haven't heard many people like go up and down based on class matches. That's uh, that's hardcore. <laughs> no, I guess it's mainly for the full life. I guess you need to land yeah. your full life for auto matches. Dude, faith doesn't matter for full life. Take it from me. <laughs> <laughs> it, it doesn't matter. Ninety-seven or seven, it doesn't matter. <laughs> no, it does. I just you know, <laughs> I'm on the wrong side of variance. <laughs> uh, last night, missed another ninety-seven. It wasn't a full life, but it was something else. It was just. You know, Twitch chat, just like, oh, <laughs> laughing. <laughs> um, or two nights ago, whenever it was. Um, okay, so I think Kane's pretty simple. He's very good, deals a lot of damage, very beefy. He's just another one of these really reliable, anybody can make use of him sort of characters. Uh, Demon Wall, obviously making him above and beyond, but I think even without it, he would be plenty fine. He just might, you might need to work a little harder on the offense. But now, Cecil... I've seen some people say Cecil is amazing uh, and like a really sleeper unit. And then I've also seen people say he's just eh and he's a free guy. So, Raph, what about what have you been thinking about Cecil, if at all? And did you build Cecil? I know some people didn't like go for him or anything. No, mine is LB3. So, if I get lucky with Chocobo, he'll be LB4. But otherwise, I'm just sitting <laughs> there. I think he's interesting in certain comps. Like, recently I fought a double gunner with him with him as a third unit, so he was basically shielding and doing a great job of being a wall. So it kind of helped because with his shield, it took me like three hits to actually kill Gunners, mm -hmm. which, is, which, makes it, which makes the game much harder. But I'm not sure how he compares to like Haze, because making them faster might still be better than making them beefier. So that's still a trade-off there. What about you, Locke? 
Yeah, I think he has potential. Um, probably better with like uh, bruiser comps. Like imagine, you know, Glacella and sorry, not Glacella, Agrius and Halloween Rairu with Cecil's fifty percent defense. Right? Oh, I've imagined it. <laughs> so <laughs> I think I, I I think that would be I think that would be very difficult to to uh, get through, and I think that's that he might shine in, in comps like that in bruiser comps like that. I'm I'm not really. I mean, I left him at 89 because I got lucky with Chocobos, so I only needed two um, K more to to get 40, and then I was done. So I was like, okay, I'll leave him at 80, 89, and see what happens. Um, but I've not really built him much. I mean, he has uh, full resonance with just Golem, because okay. why not? <laughs> um, and yeah, I've just been using him in the boss battles, but not not anything else. So I did max mine uh, mainly because just between the chocobo expeditions and everything it really didn't take that much investment to just finish him so i i just slowly like when i saw like three whimsy i'm like all right i'll throw some visit that i'll throw some visit that that was before i pulled rosa and kane later uh <laughs> which actually i don't think i think last time we recorded uh at the time i had whiffed on rosa right and i didn't get her mm-hmm. so i did a poll when we got on cyber monday is when it happened uh in the morning i had 2k free viz i got like some stuff from something like arena plus the day login whatever it was and i'm like eh, whatever i'll do one more because like i'm done building cecil everything else is kind of like i'm not really building anything and i'm not interested in anything coming up and i got both agrius and kane in the same poll i was like all right uh now i gotta i gotta reevaluate here (laughs) so uh i am building all of them uh (laughs) um they are all done uh they're all 99 and oh, nice. <laughs> it is definitely i'm done for a while uh for sure this time <laughs> and, well but christmas is just around the corner <laughs> i actually am not going for any of the christmas units uh we i was planning to talk about christmas in a future cast but just kind of like a spoiler for that i'm not going for any all any three of them even i i actually think even even if i somehow got them for free I don't think I would build them. <laughs> like maybe like the LB three because that's basically free. They just hand it to you these days with like the the mm-hmm. bingo boards and stuff. Maybe, but but no. Um, so Cecil, like I obviously the first time I read his abilities and saw that they were fifty percent barriers for the team, I was like, that's insane. That's anybody who's faced a Kilfey without having some kind of crazy modifiers against her. Uh, know should know that that's um, shield of staves being a fifty percent physical or like uh, Agris's saintly wall or I think saintly wall right. Fifty mm-hmm. uh, percent's a lot when you go on top of like their defenses and whatever else they're building. Like that, that's a ton of mitigation and being able to put that on your whole team to start. Granted, he doesn't get it himself, right? Mm-hmm. He, he just he gives it to the other people, so yeah, he can kind of be. <laughs> Be like the Pokemon master. He's like, "All right, put the shield up now. Go, Agrius. Go, my other units." <laughs> and he just sits in the back and reapplies shields. Uh, what I don't like though is that you have to sub Lunarian or Lunar or whatever uh, monk or uh, Paladin, sorry, to get the magic shield. So maybe because I'd rather have him on Monk for like the strike damage because he he gets uh, light damage for his master ability, so he actually does sizable amounts of damage with the uh, like surge strike and stuff, but. And I think that'd be something for him is to use him on the sub monk. But like I said, the fact that he doesn't get his own barrier kind of makes it a little worse for me. That's but interesting. I think he would be overpowered. <laughs> um, probably. Yeah. No. <laughs> but it's cool too. Cause like, like you said with Rosa, she, Rosa gets to do the AOE, like uh, essentially a Frederica TMR plus like on everybody. So like, it's cool that 
we have these AOE options to just like in one turn handle our buffs and now we can go fight. So I'll be curious to see how many people use them like that. And I think it's interesting what you said, Raph, about uh, the double gunners. Like take two carry units that do a ton of damage and just put a 50% barrier on them and let them go. Because um, it's 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 one that's for three times, right? Not three turns, which is always a thing oh, to look for. Three, I thought it was three turns. It's three times, yep. Oh, okay. Well, so, you, so you can just apply it early and then just, it's there. It's like a mastery TMR. You have to deal with it at some point <laughs> um, until we get, you know, the stuff in the future that removes those. But yeah, so I think he's interesting. I think that's the best description for him. He's like one of those units that not for everybody. And it's not just like dis decisively good like Kane is, uh, but we may see. I mean, he does have also though, uh, what is this range? F yeah. Range four with an AOE of one and an AOE height of two. Uh, basically hazard slash type ability. Um, granted, it doesn't put their defense down, but like it has, it's a L damage. It decreases their attack to debuff. So maybe he deals a lot of damage. I don't know. Um, I think it'd be interesting to see how people use him. I know some people are uh, registered for the uh, tournament with him, but um, let's see. Going through his other abilities. Oh, and he also has a disable. So like if you put him on um, ninety seven faith, you can try to like have a second. Like if you use him and Agrius you could potentially disable two people in one turn cycle. And then like the game's almost over at that point. But anyway, any other thoughts about Cecil? If I had an angry, yes, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's fair. Yeah. yeah. So. Uh, just the double like weird paladins. Hol Actually, they're both holy something, right? Or yeah. no, no, he's, uh, lunar. he's lunar. a lunarian. Yeah. 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 Never mind. All right. So now here's the one I'm super biased towards, and we're going to talk about for maybe longer. We'll see. Rosa. So I'll start with Rosa. <laughs> um, when I when I first saw her, obviously, I was like, you know, cool. Another ice unit. She's a cool hybrid, like sort of like magey support with some other like sure hit skills. But I'm like, the problem is a lot of her abilities are physical damage and she wants to build magic and her her bow obviously is for magic because it has magic attack and it's higher magic only like 100 attack uh it does have sizable of both though to be honest like 104 attack and 160 whatever magic is pretty good however i had this idea one day of what if i just say screw it and just pump her attack up and just see how high it can go and then see what the damage would be <laughs> and i made this build with just like uh party attack percent up at first is valve love and then ifrit and like switching between them she's with frederica so it's almost like a double gunner setup and you get the missile attack up for the party and they just have like a beefy third unit i got her attacked around 700 something okay now are you guys familiar with the damage calc online the one it's like an excel spreadsheet you can plug in like all the defenses and modifiers and stuff you can see estimated damage values sort of but i haven't used it i've heard of it yeah so, yeah, have you, do you use that much at all, Raf? I used it early days, but not really nowadays. Mainly for testing out new units that I don't have. Sure, sure. Normally, if, yeah, if I have the unit, my, I might as well just go into like mock yeah, battle fair. or something to test it out. Yeah. yeah, at the time, I didn't have her leveled up, though. So I was just like, I kind of want to see what's going to happen. But long story short, uh, being able to put a negative 38% ice resistance in peril on a ranged ability like she has she deals more damage than frederica in that composition um and if you look at with that setup uh rosa gets the 
uh, 35 missile from the party. She has, I think it's 20 man-eater on her passive. And then if you give her Odin, that's another 25 man-eater. So you add that up, it's 80 multipliers. Frederica, with the same build with, uh, I think she had Tetrasilphid, has 90 for her missile multipliers. Obviously, that's more, and she has more attack. But when you factor in the negative 38, that's essentially giving you a 38 ice damage mod. And her damage is insane. At level 89, with like a level, a 6 out of 10 Odin, uh, she had like, I mean, obviously she didn't have her jobs maxed out because she was 89. Her skills weren't even maxed or like some level 18, some were like 15, whatever. I was doing over 4,000 damage to people. Uh, with her on her uh, ice crystal shot thing. I think she's sleeper good on attack. And it was kind of frightening. And she, at the same time, in the same formation, she has like 700 something attack and 600 magic. So she gets to just like randomly heal the team for a ton as well and support from the back line. I think she's going to be a very strangely used unit, but very powerful. Now, have you guys thought about Rose at all? I, I know. I don't think either of you pull. Did either of you pull for? I've actually been building her. She's eighty nine now. Oh, nice. Yeah, and, and I had the same realization actually at some point. I was like, like if if I'm looking at you know if I compare her with Federica and Lucia, well, first of all, let's compare Federica and Lucia. And I'm like, Lucia does more damage because she has defense piercing, right? Mm-hmm. And I and if I just look at flat stats, I'm like, okay, Federica is probably going to outdamage um, Rosa. But I'm like, but she has a minus thirty eight percent mod which is almost like a defense down. It's just, you know, applying somewhere else in the equation, right? right? So I'm like, that should actually do a lot of damage. And I'm like, I kind of did, I started with gunners, so maybe I should go back to it. Right. So that's why I, um, I've been building her. And she's only, she's 89 now. I've got her uh, with Tetra Selfie. She is, she has a full resonance with Tetra. And um, I, I've been playing her in mixed comps. I haven't played her in a double gunner comp yet, but We'll see. Uh, I'm yeah. I'm pretty excited to see her to use her because I think she is she like she's a sleeper. I think a lot of people are are using her like that because they're like, oh yeah, she's not going to do so much damage. And I'm like, right. In the correct composition, probably. <laughs> and imagine you know using her Victora, right? So if I'm using her in CM3 and I'm using Victora as my, you know, anti gunner comp person, and I, and if I run into an Agrius, I'll just use her to increase my uh victor's damage that's my arena team right now is uh rosa agrius and victora and Mm -hmm. watched a victora hit i think it was a who was it It was like a sid it was some like mid-rangey unit for Mm -hmm. six thousand damage after the ice arrow (laughs) it's like the horizontal just boom just nuclear bomb um (laughs) now raf have you uh, are you building rosa at all or did you also get her you kind of skip her skip her but I think that one of the more interesting things about her is the fact that she has both Holy and Surefire. So she has like six charges of Sure Hits. Yep. Like I think you previously mentioned that when you run double quicken threats, you might lose to Ghana, you might lose to Evades. And I think this is really one of the possible solutions to it. Yeah, especially because that Holy, if their Evade is like yes. Venera, for example, like that's going to do a ton of damage yes. to Venera. But if you're against like a, a Halloween Lolila, uh, where Venera is resistant to missile, you can hit her with the surefire shot. And oh, by the way, Ice Rex Wind. So it's like, <laughs> it's just, it, it, she can handle a lot of meta stuff. It's pretty crazy. And I guess we're going to have to start calling it double missile because technically she's not a gunner <laughs> at this point. But um, she fills that same role. And I, I played her also with Gilgamesh. So I did a quicken. So it was Gilgamesh, Frederica, and Rosa. And based on who I was against, I would switch, switch who was getting quickened. 
most of the time, my opener was basically, instead of putting bells on for Fred, I was just like, do the missile attack buff, and then Rosa walks up and one-shots somebody. Like, it was insane. <laughs> yeah, um, I can see that. And then, so granted, though, when you use her uh, her sharpshoot equivalent, she doesn't deal as much damage because uh, she doesn't get that negative 38 in peril yet until you hit them with the ice crystal first, the ice crystal arrow, whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. Um, so her, her damage is a little lower because she can't stack her attack as high. But it's still sizable. And I was using Curry's bow, too, the TR. Yeah. That's, that's what I had um, as well. Because I, I didn't have the, the Elven bow yet. And honestly, it, it will deal more damage. I think it's 22 less flat attack, but you get the 15 ice damage modifier. Mm-hmm. So if you're going pure attack, technically it is more damage once you get your attack above. I think it was like 650 to 700, somewhere in there is when it flipped to doing more damage. Because then the mo- modifiers mean more. Um, so as long as you get her attack up there, it'll it'll do a lot more. Um, the only problem is you lose access to having like a useful TMR ability. Like uh, for my ideal build, I'll be using the Elven Bow and then probably Matri's TMR because she'll be able to heal and barrier in the beginning, and that also gives quite a bit of AP. And she that's the other thing too, as a physical unit or physical damaging unit, she gets a like Mage's AP, the starting AP. So she has to do like three or four attacks before she has to do a support ability to reach, recharge. I th- I am very excited, <laughs> if you can't tell, uh, to see what she does uh, in the future. Um, now, whether or not she's better as a physical or like a hybrid versus just pumping magic into her, because I think if you use like a Max Ramu and like put another magic VC on her and then use like Shiva or something, she gets into like 900 magic. So, I mean, that's pretty good. But unless you're on Black Mage sub, which I don't think many people are going to be, they're going to want the White Mage for Protect and Shell and Heals and stuff, and Kiraga especially. You have, like, one magic attack. It's holy. So, realistically, most of her damage is going to come from the uh, physical attacks if you're doing damage with her. So, it'll, it'll be interesting to see if she becomes, like, a, a holy support, which I think is how most people are going to start using her, and then to see how she develops into that sort of missile carry role. Um, any other thoughts about Rosa? I mean, obviously I just gushed, but <laughs> Actually, I, I guess, that, oh, sorry. I, I think her LB is very interesting because That's what I was about it, to say. it yeah. gives you, yeah, AP for the team. So I, I mean, I have it at level one. It only gives you 10, I think. I am working I on maxing it. <laughs> it's my next one. So I'm wondering what, what the maximum will be. Uh, for the amount of AP? Yeah. Uh, it looks like it is, so obviously, uh, War of the Visions calc is, you know, it's based on the data mine, so the, the numbers aren't, like, ideal, but it says increase AP 10x to 20x, so whatever it was okay. at level 1, it should be approximately double at level okay, so probably 20. probably 20 AP then, I guess. So Maybe. it's like an ability, but I think it depends on the unit too, though. I don't know if it's going to be, because I think she gave, like, one of my units, like, 7 AP once, so I think it's okay. potentially a ratio based on their max AP. But it's not clear what those the X means. Like I know what a a, a Blizzard's one forty one percent modifier means, but I don't really mm-hmm. know what a an AP ability's twenty X means. For example, I wonder if it's based on faith too. I don't know. Oh, that's a good point because it is magic based. Yeah. It's, it's a magical ability rather. Because mm-hmm. the heal's obviously going to scale on faith. So. Yeah. Have you given any thoughts with the uh, LB ref? I thought about. I thought I felt like. The LB was something I didn't really like because it costs 58 AP. Sure does. So it's, yeah, it's, it's the kind of a thing you use if Rosa is a pure support. Like, I would be pretty happy with that on Ayaka because she doesn't really do any damage. But if you want 
a damage dealer or a hybrid, I don't think you'll be frequently using that ability. And if you're using her as a pure support, I think that honestly, there are better choices other than her. Because like if you want support really, a time mage and white mage like Ayaka might be better or someone tankier like Chilfei might do the job better. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, something, another idea for team comps with Rosa, um, like some sort of like combo, so to speak, where, um, so for example, Victora, uh, whenever I use her as like a, in a, like a quicken comp, if she's not using bells, you have to give her a TMR that has like, uh, the 42 TP to like to get her up to the LB mark on turn two. Um, but I wonder if Rosa's LB would enable combos like that where you they need just a little more AP but then they could use like an offensive buff instead of like a, a defensive TMR buff or uh, or instead of even having bells then you could put bells on like a Gilgamesh or something but like I wonder if there's going to be something interesting we can do with like a, a turn one like like a burst comp or something or some, some combo mm -hmm. um, that wouldn't be possible otherwise unless you're playing a, a unit that can just give AP to other units or uh, calculator so, Imagine Ilter as a LB with like giving everybody a second turn and having enough AP to do stuff with it. That oh, true. So you could you know? do, but so it'd be um, like turn one, your really fast carry unit does a thing. Turn two, Rosa <laughs> gives AP. Turn three, Eldira, take a second turn, and I wonder if you could time it so Rosa goes again or something, and then like put another buff on or some kind of like TMR uh, granting buff. But yeah, something like that, right? Like where you do this cool. Yeah. Like, you have the exact sequence mapped out. Like, you know it's going to happen every time as long as your guys don't die or something. Like, I, I wonder, I want to see that happen with her. Because I, I think there's a couple people who use, like, a Lunaverve in their team comps on their first, like, their fastest unit. Specifically so that one of their other units can get uh, more AP on their first turn. So their second turn, they can do their LB or something. So, like, she could be an alternate to doing that. And you don't have to use Lunaverve, for example. So... Just lots of thoughts I've been having. Rosa's been like my my project all week, like just making random comps with her and see, seeing what's possible and what her values can get to. Um, she also has an agility passive, so she just randomly is fast too. Yeah, yeah, I was glad about that because if, if not for the agility passive, I might not be so. Because I, I, I I'm tired of a rider being so slow and Kane being so slow. So I'm like, I need fast units to compete with Agrius. <laughs> it's annoying too because like her passives obviously March of Saints is one for very specific content you don't really use that in PvP mm -hmm. uh, but you look at her match level match up level one you're like oh I, of course I need that it's 30% magic but then you look at the other ones it's like okay we can upgrade Ice Crystal Arrow to a, an L like 200 mod and get yep. 12 agility of course then the other one's like range plus one and 20 man eater like am I really going to use the 30% magic buff ever when I have those two as the other nope. options like I don't think so <laughs> Yeah. Uh but at least she doesn't have like a fifth one that's like really insane. Like if you look at uh Summer Catone's passives, like she has like six or seven of them and they're all amazing. It's like I don't know how I would make that <laughs> judgment call ever. Uh, oh, oh, oh. and she gets reflex, by the way. She gets dodge, <laughs> which so she has reflex and two sure hits with two different types of damage. Like Alright. <laughs> um and, oh and I wanted to say on her passive she has man eater, so she gets another twenty. Uh, which, which you might substitute for that fifteen that Federica gets. Didn't I say that? On her Did range you, one uh, passive. I don't, I don't remember what. Oh, I, okay. I said it fast, but yeah, I think I said yeah. She gets range one, and uh, I think I might have said man eater. Like the, the terms are like I feel like sometimes it's a human killer, man killer, man eater. No, I mean but... before when you're comparing the eighty five 
for Rosa versus the 90 for Federica when you're saying missile attack. The 20 from, I don't know if you included the 20. I did, yeah. So it was uh, was 35 missile, 20 from her passive, and then 25 from Odin. That adds up to 80. And then when you get the imperil, it's basically 118. <laughs> and that's and 15 from Curry's book. Oh yeah, and that at the time I didn't so have that on her. Yeah. Oh okay. So, oof, food the damage. <laughs> um, all right. Any other thoughts about Rosa? Okay, uh, a quick uh, uh, comment that I want to make. So as you were just talking about it, you were saying you know, say it's 80 uh, for. That for simplicity, right? So she has an 80% modifier, but the minus 38 doesn't add uh, 38 to it right. because the, that 38 is actually like overall, right? So it's an overall modifier, which would which would be way more than it, 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 yeah, it comes after because the main multiplier gets all the human killer and stuff, then it goes to huh. defense and spirit, so mm-hmm. their spirit will reduce or whatever, and then it goes to resistances, which is where the ice will come in and the slash right. come, or missile come in and whatever yeah. else, yeah. So it's not a 0.38 modifier, because I think that would be a lot less than reducing yeah. your resistance by 38. So I think that's where her damage comes from. Actually true, yeah. Yeah, I think I hit one person for 6k with her. Um, <laughs> was I, it a I, wind? Uh, no, I think, I think it was in Orlando. <laughs> it was some it was some <laughs> random, like, just like mid-range unit where I was like, all right, it was on like a one chain, of course, like Frederica hit them, but then I hit him another time. I was like, it was like 6,000 damage. I was like, okay that's dumb like there's no reason uh but then also i used her with gilgamesh and if you go ice arrow into kotetsu uh that's negative 38 slash negative 38 ice uh it melts people insane yeah (laughs) so that was fun um and then obviously quickening her was cool now I want to use her on White Mage because regardless of your magic, Protect and Shell are just as effective. And honestly, yep. Protect and Shell were kind of like my favorite abilities in Class Match 2. Like, <laughs> the Defense Pen can't do anything to it. Like, Slash Resist Pen doesn't do anything to it. Uh, anything of, like, Lucia hitting you four times to, like, take off your Saintly Wall doesn't work. It's just for three turns, you take 25% less damage. So I, I really value those abilities. Uh, so the fact that she can do that on her like front line and then just like destroy people from back line is really really awesome. Uh, but I think her sub, uh, what's it, the White Mage of Baron, she does have a cool. She has silence on the arrow, which could be really obnoxious against mages. Like if you just ping a mage from across the map and silence them, like <laughs> okay. And then she also has the AOE, which is cool. Um, it's only like a plus sign, but like with Frederica, you can do like barrage into her hail shower and then just melt melt health bars. Anyway, I could talk about I could do a whole podcast just about Rosa. <laughs> <laughs> now, okay, so before we wrap up here, I do want to put out a little advertisement and we can discuss it a little bit too. Uh, so this will go up on Saturday. Uh, tomorrow for us but when everyone's watching it'll be saturday or later uh on monday the 7th it's the 7th right 7th 8th 7th i think seventh. anyway seventh. the following monday it's december 7th or december 8th of 2020 uh the lunarian cup will begin it is a tournament being hosted by myself Locke, and a couple other pvp players we worked for weeks uh some of it was more active than others but uh talking about rule sets and trying to figure it out make it interesting 
and signups are right now. Signups close Sunday night, basically at midnight on uh, Eastern time. Uh, we'll look at everybody's pre-registered rosters and lock it in. But if you want to um, join in on the fun, you join the Discord link down below, and you'll be able to. It'll take you to the PVP Circuit Discord, and then you can sign up there. You have to react uh, to like a, one of the roles to like be able to see the rest of the Discord. But once you react and pick a team, which is like Construct Eights, Behemoths, or something like that, there's a bunch of like Final Fantasy theme stuff. Uh, you'll be able to sign up. So I want to talk about that real quick. The rules are going to be registered roster of seven units. So once uh, once the registration period is over, whatever seven you registered with, those are the only ones you can use for the whole event. Uh, it's going to be uh, Swiss best of three rounds. Uh, and then it will cut to top eight or 16, four, depending on how many people enter. Um, based on winning loss records. Anybody who doesn't know what Swiss is, Google's your friend. Um, <laughs> then there's going to be whenever you win a match in your best of three, so you, you play game one, match one, uh, wh whoever wins, the three units they used are locked, and you, can, you can't use them for the rest of the round. So obviously you can use them the next time you find a new opponent, but for the next game two and potentially game three, if you lose game two, you can't use those same three units. So you have to bring kind of a versatile mix to be able to make different team comps based on who your opponent is and what uh, they're using. Then also there's a map pick and ban phase. And this is kind of the newest uh, feature of this tournament where uh, when you get matched up to your opponent, you'll see each other's seven units. And then uh, based on how your pairing comes up, whoever's on the left and right, someone will ban first and someone will pick first. So first player bans a map, second player bans a map third player bans a map and then f the second or not third player first player bans the second map and then the second player picks w which of the remaining maps do you fight on then you build your teams and fight now for the rest of the matches in that round uh the loser will end up being the player who picks so the the winner will ban first and go through that process again and then you can only like i said you can only use the units you haven't won with yet so i'm hoping it's a really interesting rule set um lock i know you helped uh sort of tweak these rules and make sure it wasn't oh and you can only use Denmark one card yep. yeah yeah so and you can only use one uh ur vision card at a time you don't have to like register one or pick one but like every time you go into a game you can only have one equipped to your three units so that should help uh keep a lot of people complain about like whales having advantage because of all the vision cards and that is tech that is typically the difference between like a whale and a free-to-play player is just the quantity of max vision cards they have so to try to balance that out a little bit that's the rule so that's gonna be interesting you can't use like death machine odin and like scion of house belve or something you have to pick one and then your other two have to be something else so as we saw in previous tournaments where there were uh rarity based restrictions on vision cards maybe you'll see a lot of resistances uh with units like grace and uh, other ones who can really stack those resistances high with like snow white and iron giant stuff or maybe you'll see a bunch of damage ones and like sharpened concentration instead of uh frederick's dream it'll be interesting um, so lock, I, I know you're playing in it, right? Obviously, <laughs> uh, Raph, are you, I, I think I asked you this already, but just for the podcast, have you, are you considering playing or no, it clashes with rate. So I can't make it. Oh, okay. Oh, is it, are we guaranteed to have a raid next week? Uh, well, I guess if there's no rate, can I still sign up? So what you can do is you can sign up and then if you end up not playing, we can just drop you from the tournament. Like round one, your your opponent will just get a free win and you'll just be dropped out. So you can still register. Sure. I, I think I might do that, but 
I think it depends because at least for me, like we read like I have a group that reads like basically the whole day. So mm-hmm. it's really hard to adjust this kind of stuff. Okay. Thanks. So. Gotcha. Okay. That's pretty cool that you have like a, a static group for <laughs> rating in this game. <laughs> That's what I need yeah. in my life. Jeez. Um, yeah. So way too lazy for that. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. So I'm pretty, I'm pretty excited to see how it goes. Um, I'm hoping to see a lot of, Oh, and um, the forest map. So the map, it's like really dark. There's that big, like weird rectangle in the middle with like two ramps up the side. Uh, we've had it twice now for arena. Uh, that map is permanently banned. No one can ever play on it. Uh, the reason is we have had a tournament before on that map and the spawns are not like an arena. The spawns are instead on top of the platform right across from each other. So unless you spawn in the direct farthest corner possible, turn one charm, turn one plume, turn one, everything hits you. Like there, there is no escaping it. And even if you are in that corner, two of your units are always vulnerable. Now, granted that that's the case on the manual map too. If the Medina starts in the middle and they have max movement and stuff, but it's way worse on this map. Um, especially for like charm and stuff like you, there is no avoiding it. Um, so it's just kind of a toxic setup and that tournament was basically decided by how high your agility was. And it was really dumb. So we're just banning that from experience, taking that out, but all the other maps are legal. I'm hoping, uh, because I talked, I finally got a hold of Justin today. Uh, I'm hoping that we can push along and get the other maps released. The class match, uh, at least class match two, if not also the class match one map, that'll give us more options, which would be really cool. But otherwise it'll be like the two arena maps. Um, then they're called arena uh and like the what's the new snowy map stuff like that so like i'm curious to see how people structure their teams to account for all the potential maps you could play on and then yeah i don't know it it gets my brain juices going i'm really excited (laughs) but that's all the time we have for today uh raf thank you very much for joining us and giving us your insight and congratulations again on like number one in class match that is no joke at all. Like there's a lot of stiff competition, uh, a lot of which comes from the PVP discord, but like super props, man. <laughs> Appreciate yeah, you. Being here. Thank you. And uh, yeah, Locke as always, thank you for being here. And we have been, let's talk tactics. I was your host, Zach Burrell. And I'm Locke. And we will see you next time.